Welcome, Friendship Fam. We're coming to you today from Friendship Church Studios in Shakopee, Minnesota. I'm here with Pastors Matt Clausen and Joel Farber. We want to invite you today to walk with Jesus through Holy Week. Thank you for joining us. Buckle up, grab some coffee, and enjoy this week's episode of your Friendship Church Podcast. Hey, man. I mean, hey, man. Are you ready to advance? On Saturday, April 17th from 8 to 11.30 a.m. at the Shakopee campus, we're inviting all men, college age and up, to join us for the men's advance, Advance to the Living Water. We'll start the morning off with a hearty man's breakfast and then have opportunities to connect with a variety of speakers through breakout sessions and a Q&A panel. The cost is $20. Register at the events page. Looking forward to seeing you there. Well, welcome and thanks for joining in. Unfortunately, Joel, this is our last podcast. I know. When we did the numbers crunch and we just... We just feel like this needs to be the last one. Yeah. You know, as I was looking at them, uh, it seemed like we would we would have some that would go, they would spike way up. Yeah. And then they go down. Right. Now, the ones with Matt Clausen always seemed to spike up really high. And then when Matt wasn't here, it just, it didn't. Yeah. I don't really understand why. It's sad. I, just I don't said, understand I, why. I never know where you guys are headed. <laughs> I just sit here waiting. Okay, how are they going to make me the butt of the joke? How are they going to make They're, me the butt of the joke? Uh, no, Matt. That is not true. Not I need, true. I, we need to add a fourth person who's on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Who will come and be on my side? Well, the issue, as it seems, with the you, spikes being when Matt's here is when he know, decides not to come and make the podcast a priority. Right. Well, and just we even the even then, though, I mean, like we just said, we're not going to podcast anymore, and Matt makes it about himself. Right. So I don't I don't even know what to do with that. Well, I like think, I'm brokenhearted over here, yeah. and Matt's like, oh, it's butt of the joke. Right. Well, if you know what if you know what today is, what's today? Well, it's April. April Fools. <laughs> uh, okay, let's keep podcasting then. Yeah, we'll keep podcasting. It does spike though when Matt's here. Oh, we're right. glad Matt's here. Matt, thanks for joining. But in. we fooled oh, him. Yeah, we sure fooled him. We got him. Got him. He he rode the fool <laughs> bus today. Look at that school. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Well, hey, let's let's turn the corner then, since we got our April Fools in. Uh, I do hope you're having a great day. Uh, I I hope your heart is encouraged, and the Bible does say that the fool believes in his heart that there is no God. Uh, we know that there is a God, and as we walk through uh, Holy Week this week, and and even as we talk on this podcast uh, uh, about Holy Week. I think we're going to be convinced that God has had a plan and that that plan is a good plan. Um, I'm excited about today's podcast. Me too. And, you know, just showing how seasoned Kenny has become in podcasting, that was probably (laughs) the best segue I've heard in the four months we've done this. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. Yeah. That is high praise. That is high praise. I got my hands in the air. (laughs) And I just don't care. (laughs) I just don't care. Now, hey... 
guys, I do want to talk about uh, Holy Week. We just had Palm Sunday this this past Sunday. Um, I, I was, I, I'm just always amazed when I look at those passages uh, from Palm Sunday, the the different things that come out and the way that Jesus interacts with people in very unique ways. But we're walking into this very very public. Uh, ministry over that that eight day period uh, with Jesus, and so you know what I'd like to do is is highlight a few things. Of course, I, I really want to park it um, uh, on the cross and resurrection as 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 we lean into Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. But hmm. I don't know. Um, I I would like to turn it over to you guys and just hear from you. What are some of your what are some of your thoughts as you think of the triumphal entry and then walking into Holy Week? And your mark is set, go. Yes, Joel, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, my thoughts, you know, I liked the um, the donkey and the horse comparisons you guys drew up on Sunday and mm. shared about. And, um, you know, Hannah went to Prior Lake. I was in Shakopee, and it's just cool to hear her take on what Matt kind of talked about and what you talked about. It's similar but different. It's just always fun mm-hmm. to hear how that works. But just the, uh, you know, for those who weren't here on, on Sunday... The, the whole riding into a donkey thing versus the horse thing. Like, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm riding a donkey to come in and fix you was basically... I mean, right. correct me if I'm, if I'm misinterpreting this, but I'm, if I came in on a horse, I'd be coming to, as a warrior, you know? Right. Like, that was just so cool to be reminded of that and even the, the revelation story of yeah. that horse and yeah. Jesus coming back. And yeah. that's war. He like, is coming, coming on a horse. Right? The, image in, <laughs> the imagery in Revelation 19 is astounding. It's um, just beautiful mm-hmm. and frightening. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. And it, I mean, it does really juxtapose uh, Palm Sunday, though. Mm-hmm. Like, here comes this humble Messiah riding into Jerusalem. Uh, knowing knowing where this destination is taking him, um, you know, and his eyes are fixed on it, right? mm-hmm. and and just even you know as as we go from as we go from that that uh, Palm Sunday that triumphal entry, and and see Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and and wanting to bring Jerusalem, to be like oh how I've longed to gather you, you know, and um and. And again, he's going to be rejected. Uh, one of the things, Matt, that that I talked about were the different types of people that were there at the triumphal entry. You know, there there were his disciples, and and we read a lot about them. But there there are kind of these other groups. There are these religious groups that, hey, our Messiah is going to look maybe a little different than this guy coming on the donkey. Mm-hmm. And then there is this. There are these political groups who are saying. We're looking forward for this military leader who, who is going to you know get rid of Rome and okay he's coming in on a donkey that's bizarre but okay, and then we also find out from John that there's a group of people that are following in because uh, he raised Lazarus from the dead and they 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 want to be there uh, at least presumably because they want to see like what's next mm. maybe I have some people here that need to be healed maybe I you know I, I don't know I kind of have an ingrown nail here I don't know what it was yeah. but you know there there are these different people that are shouting and cheering and <laughs> yes and then we fast forward to the end of the week and they're not picking Jesus anymore mm-hmm. he has completely Completely missed the mark in terms of their expectations. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, when uh, when we were talking about this on Sunday, I put the people that were there into three categories. There were the followers of Jesus, and I think people like Mary Magdalene are such a beautiful picture of what that looks like. Mm. Um, broken, uh, spiritually and relationally destitute before she met Jesus. Yeah. So unbelievably imperfect, and yet she clings to him and will follow him no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, and follows him throughout this entire last week. Uh, just followers like that, disciples. Mm-hmm. And then there were clearly rejectors, Pharisees, teachers of the law, who were like, hey, tell your disciples to shut up. Right. Like, they shouldn't be praising you. And Jesus clearly had some conflict with them, but... We all have rejectors in our life, uh, rejectors in the media. Mm-hmm. They reject Jesus. They reject his message. They reject his followers. Uh, and we talked about handling rejectors. And mm-hmm. Jesus call for us to pray for those who persecute us. Um, I thought we were supposed to smash them on social media. Post. Immediately. <laughs> Post about yes. those who persecute us, I believe is what you You wronged me to the woman yeah, yeah. in the white vehicle who did this to me, uh, license plates, A, B, C, 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But there do seem to be a lot of people who fit into a third category there. If there's followers and rejectors, there's also users who mm-hmm. wanted Jesus to fulfill their purposes. And they were willing to follow Jesus as long as Jesus led exactly where they wanted to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll, I'll yeah. follow you, Jesus, as long as you lead me in the paths that I have predetermined right. and fulfill my wishes and my desires. And then when Jesus went in a different path towards a different kind of Messiah life, they said, oh, okay, we're out. Mm-hmm. And so in Acts chapter 1, we see the church starting, and it has 120 people in it. Where'd everybody go? Mm-hmm. There were tens of thousands of people shouting Hosanna on this day. Where, where, did, where did everybody go? Yeah, uh, He wasn't the kind of Messiah that they wanted. And of course, using Jesus is something that uh, happens all the time mm-hmm. in the church today. I want, I want Jesus to you know, get me into heaven, but I don't want to live for him. I want Jesus to give me my dreams and my desires through prayer, but I'm not actually submitting my life to his dreams and desires mm-hmm. and everything. And so I think um, that category is is something we, we constantly have to be watchful for in our own life. I'm constantly tempted to say, oh, Jesus has a lot of power. How can I, how can I use it in order to get the things I want? Right. Right. You know, this, and this is all happening over Passover. And Matt, as you were talking, it just started jogging a bunch of thoughts. And and you made the comment about not following Jesus. Um, uh, uh, Let's see, how did you say that? Not following Jesus because he's not the way that uh, we want him to be, or he's not going in the direction we want to go. And, Mm. and, you know, when you, when you think of Passover and the children of Israel coming out of uh, Egypt and going into the promised land, one of the first things they do is create this golden calf. Mm-hmm. Now, this is sometimes overlooked because it, it, it really comes out in Hebrew. When, the, when they're referring to the golden calf, they use the word Elohim. Uh, sometimes that's translated as God's plural, and it is, but it seems very specific that they're, re- they're referring to the, the, the God of Israel, the God who has taken them out. And I've always thought about, like, well, why would they do that when he's a, a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night? Except just what you said, Matt, um, a golden calf is way easier to lead. 
Mm. <laughs> you know, a pillar, a pillar by fire at night, and yeah, <laughs> and a cloud by day, uh, sometimes chooses inconvenient times for us to to move. Yeah. Yep. And and again, we see that reflected in Christ this uh, this this Passover week, this Passion week. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Uh, there's there's another element that comes up, and this is this would be what we refer to as Maundy Thursday. And uh, on Monday Thursday, uh, uh, Jesus is is together with the disciples, and he washes their feet. Hmm. Do you guys remember that story when he washes their feet? Like that that must have been uh, just a mind blowing moment for the disciples. Hmm. That the <laughs> I mean, I don't know that they've put all the pieces together. Well, clearly they haven't put all the pieces together, but but one of the pieces that they had is that this is the Messiah, the one who has life. Um, they're confident there, and Jesus turns into a servant in front of them, right? He puts on the apron, he he gets down and he washes their feet. And I, I don't know, what are some of the what are some of the uh, thoughts as you consider, the the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God in the flesh, washing disciples' feet. Hmm. Anything come to mind as you think that through? Don't touch. <laughs> you don't got to touch that, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like th- those things stank, right? Like, <laughs> right. like please don't. Like, <laughs> don't. Yeah. I don't want you to do this. Mm. Yeah, and that's Peter's response, right? Or even maybe mm. pride, like you know, like I don't know. I, if I he could do this he, myself. His like feet you don't stank, but. Right, right. I think maybe that comes out in Greek. I don't know. I'll have to look at that. <laughs> right. <really closer. laughs> uh, it would be hard for me to let him do that. I'd be like, no, you sit down. I'm doing your feet. Yeah. You right? Like, right? Yeah. Right? I think, I think for me, at least one picture that we take away from that is the unconditional nature of Jesus' love rather than a reciprocal understanding of love. Mm-hmm. Jesus isn't saying in that situation... Hey, to those of you who treat me well, love me well, and stick with me, I'm going to wash your feet. Because among that group of people whose feet that he washes are people who abandon him entirely mm-hmm. during his time of need. Uh, he's going to wash one guy's feet during this time who's going to deny him outright at that important moment. Yeah. And of course, he's going to wash the guy's feet who is ultimately going to turn traitor and have him murdered. And he walks through and he washes each person's feet to serve them as an expression of love. And it isn't based on them doing a good job of loving him well in the next three days. He knows they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. That that's a that's a good point. And it's really it really is a a difficult thing for us to understand. Almost Almost all of our relationships, are at, at least at least the public ones that we see, are reciprocal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I love you because um, that's just how we think. Yeah. Um, so for Jesus to to just be so tied into uh, loving people because He is love, like that's that that reminds me of of John chapter one and the darkness didn't comprehend him, Hmm. you know, (laughs) like that. Yeah. This is, this is above and beyond me. I don't, I don't understand that in and of my flesh. Jesus even says, uh, 
you love those who love you. Yeah. <laughs> Big whoop. That's a paraphrase. Uh, <laughs> love it. Right? But I mean, he's like, who doesn't? Who doesn't love those who love them? Like, yeah. reciprocation is the world's way. Yeah. He's like, if you if you love the people who treat you well, that that's no credit to you. But God-like love, like a love that is a part of my kingdom, loves those mm-hmm. who don't love them. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that's something that we always keep in front of us as, okay, what... What's the difference between the kingdom and the world? Yeah. It's it's not a reciprocal love or kindness or gentleness or goodness. It's yeah. It's uh, an unconditional, yep, this is the way we do it because this is the way the king does it. Yeah. That's excellent. Matt, I I want to I, I we only have about 5 minutes and I I want to go to the resurrection uh shortly. But before we do that, I, I want to ask you a question because this is a question that uh, a lot of people have, especially on Holy Week. So he's dead for three days. How does that work on Friday, Saturday, and then he raises on Sunday? So maybe maybe you can give a, a quick overview of that. Yeah, sure. I, I think there's a... <laughs> a Jewish understanding of days being inclusive of the days that start and end something, whereas we would think of that needing to be a, a literal 72-hour period in order to encompass three days. Mm-hmm. They would count the days where things start and end. Mm-hmm. Is that your understanding? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good. Excellent job. Ding. Okay. <laughs> Kenny, is, Kenny is now quizzing me. Yeah. <laughs> that's That's what happens. When I quiz you... Oh. More people start listening. My heart is racing. I almost passed out. (laughs) It just edifies the body knowing that their lead pastors know their stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. No, that. So Jesus goes through a series of trials, uh, as I understand them, uh, at least, well, I'm trying to think of any weren't, but illegal trials. Uh, so he goes through these illegal trials, completely exhausted. Um, he has one guy, Pilate, who doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Even his wife, Pilate's wife, is saying, don't have anything to do with this. I have suffered because of this. And, and dreams last night, I, I you know, uh, don't do this thing. Um, Pilate, is wa- he even washes his hands hmm. uh, and tries to set Jesus free. And in doing so, he... He has him beaten severely, as if to say, you know, like, isn't this enough? Here, we've done this much. Doesn't that please you? And also uh, lets him off and we can move on. Is that all right? Uh, No is the answer. And then again, you have uh, this criminal and Jesus, and uh, the crowd gets to choose and so Barabbas is the, is the criminal. Barabbas means son of the father. And then you have Jesus, son of the father. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love the, the juxtaposition there, and especially when we start getting into uh, a, a variety of, of Jewish practices, uh, things like uh, the scapegoat, for example, and and releasing the scapegoat. And I mean, there, there's tons of things we don't have time to jump into. Um, but on this day, Jesus is beaten and abused and taken to the cross. So uh, on the cross, he utters uh, a few statements. Uh, the, there are a couple that really stand out to me, one in particular, but 
up to this point, do you guys have any anything you want to add? Uh, talk about address. Like I know I'm I'm we're we're at like the thirty five thousand foot level on this stuff. No, you're doing great, Kenny. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, we love every bit of it. <laughs> Joel, do you have anything? Well, mine's not serious, and I feel terrible if I take, <laughs> this, take this out of this element, Kenny. Bring it. <laughs> On uh, Sunday, Kenny, while you were preaching. Oh, no. I promised I was listening. Okay. But I had the tune, a familiar tune in my head, of Old MacDonald. Oh. Jesus Christ, he came to town riding on a donkey. He gave his life for us to save us to eternal life. Uh, is that old McDonald? Let's, let's not sing. I've, let's I've, not sing that one on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's going to be in the hymn project. I don't know. Is that old McDonald or is that Yankee uh, Doodle? Yankee Doodle. There it is. Yankee yeah. Doodle. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. Oh. oh my word, Joe. No, that's. That's, mm, mm, mm. that's really uh nice trombone, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so mm. one of the thing one of the last statements Jesus makes uh, is in John and and he says, It is finished. Mm-hmm. Uh I I've read this that the root of the word teleos um has the idea of paid in full. Uh, often used in in ancient uh, in ancient uh, Roman Empire, so you know I look at that and I think that through paid in full, what does that encompass hmm. for humanity? For me specifically, like, oh, what does that compass, encompass? And I, I think uh, sometimes sometimes I, I want to go to that place, you guys, where I say, okay, well that's that's my ticket out of hell. And uh, you know, to be cashed in at death, uh, almost there. But it's it's bigger than that. Would you agree? Yeah, they're shaking their heads. They're nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Kenny. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's bigger in the sense that um, it's more than just a, a ticket to heaven. It is the the ultimate sacrifice. In that, as we see in the garden, he he drinks the cup. Yeah, he drinks the cup of the rightful wrath and punishment that mm-hmm. my sins deserve at that point. Um, he does complete the sacrifice yeah. there. And the veil is torn. And now we have entrance into the Holy of Holies through Jesus in a way that would have been incomprehensible to the Old Testament mm-hmm. believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think even even the confidence that we can have in Christ, that we have been set free from, from the wrath, uh, the wrath of God. Uh, that's one. Uh, we have been set free from the, the, the um, power of sin and death, and that we don't have to live in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to waller in it anymore. That's big. Mm-hmm. I, I just think even of, of, you know, when I look at the, the Jewish sacrifices and that we're free from having to do those type of sacrifices, mm-hmm. like what an incredible burden has been taken off of us mm. that, we, that we don't even recognize, realize, and in many cases probably even appreciate. Mm-hmm. But that was a big one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, and we get new life. Yeah. Right. He's raised again as the first fruits of resurrection. 
He's the first among many, many brothers who'll be raised from the dead and get to dwell with God forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're, what great news. Yeah. yeah. His mercy. I heard it's good news. Is more. <laughs> it is. That is good news. The, the resurrection, um, oh, one of my, one of my favorite passages, uh, and, and I know we're, we're going a little long today, but that's okay. It's okay. It's a, it's a special week. It's a special week to do this. Um, one of my favorite passages, though, is Mary goes to the garden and and she peeks in. Jesus isn't in there, right? And where have you laid my Lord? And and she turns around and uh, Jesus calls out to her, hmm. you know, and uh, uh, Rabboni. She she calls out, teacher, hmm. and um, there. The, the scripture goes on to say, and, and I love this, she supposed him to be a gardener. And I just thought, what a beautiful moment where paradise, Eden, hmm. and, and humanity come back together hmm. for just that moment. Hmm. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I've hmm. always loved that passage and, and yeah. seeing the resurrected Lord and the hope that that comes, uh, that that brings uh, have you guys ever seen The Passion of Christ? A while yes. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to critique it uh, just real quick. Well, that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but here's my, here's my criticism. Love the whole thing was enraptured uh, and at times appalled and at times um, frustrated and at times laughing. And, you know, I mean, like it just really had the full range of emotions in my heart. But at the end, I was so agitated because they, do you remember? Jesus raises up and there's this scene where they're like showing him and the tomb opens and the sun shines on his face. And I thought that's the moment for him to just smile like, yes, we did it. And he just kind of keeps that stoic face. And I'm like, Mm. dude, that's a victory right there. Did they show his face? I I remember like the hand with the hole in it up against his thigh. Yep. I don't... Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Just wanted to see that. Well, now I'm going to have to go back Did and it. watch just for that. Did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a good week to do it. Uh, Easter, you know, it's it's more than... I hear it's more than Easter eggs and bunny rabbits. And uh, what a beautiful time mm. for our, for the world. You know, like as we're... As we're, I don't know if we're in a new phase of COVID or if COVID is mostly behind us, or I, I don't know. But over the last year, it has really impacted attitudes and hearts. And last year, everyone was watching online. This is the first year, and I don't know how long that I wasn't in worship service on Easter Day. It just, it just felt weird. And so for us this year, we get to celebrate and. This resurrected Lord, I think, in a powerful way. Yes. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You excited, Joel? He is risen. He is risen indeed. indeed. And and people might actually get to say it back to us this year. <laughs> Instead of just <laughs> saying it to a camera. <laughs> well, the camera didn't say anything back. <laughs> That's disappointing. I know. Yeah. That was it's not the quite the same. Thing. Can you type it in the chat, please? <laughs> I can't actually see the chat, but yeah, well. <laughs> it works out. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for joining in to your Friendship Church podcast. As always, we want to uh, challenge you to live out this resurrected life as you love, live, and serve like Jesus. God bless you. 
The Bible says that the fool believes in his heart that there is no God. As we walk through Holy Week, we remember that there is a God and that he has a plan. Hey, we appreciate you connecting. You can always listen to us on our Friendship Church app or download it on your device's podcast app. Learn more about what's happening at Friendship Church at friendshipmn.org. We'll see you next time on your Friendship Church podcast.